0: grace and peace to all. Good morning. I am Pastor Jackie King from New Faith Community United Methodist Church in Northwest Houston and on the World Wide Web at www.nufaith.org. That's www.nufaith.org. Enjoy this drive time listening to A sermon called Spirit and Soul, based upon passages from Romans chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 13. This powerful word of grace begins now with prayer. Gracious and loving God, I thank you that your word is rich and that the soil is ready. So, Lord, I ask that you would continue to rain down your Holy Spirit. Move me behind the cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, O Lord. So as the soil is enriched with your Holy Spirit, let it feed us and keep us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ah, this is a great word. The, The word is simply today called spirit and soul. I know you've felt the spirit, and I know you've had a moment of soul. Now, I want you to understand we're going to talk about spirit and soil, but we're going to mix in a little soul, if that's all right with you. Because every now and then we need to understand that the spirit moves and that our soul is enriched and that the soil that God has us standing on is ready to grow. There is soil. And every one of us have seen that, that, that regular kind of soil. It just looks kind of brown, nothing special about it. But then there's good soil. There's general light, and then there's the light of the Lord, the light of the lamp of God. That's a different kind of light. And every now and then, many of us will get the nudging of a friend to do something. You know, they'll just nudge us in the side. That's a good nudging, but when you get that nudging and that push from the Holy Spirit, it's a whole different kind of nudge. You can't just say, stop, Holy Spirit, stop. When that nudge comes, you have to just stand up and take notice. In all of these examples, there's a regular level, a regular level of soil, a regular level of light, a regular level of spirit, but then there's an even higher level. So I'm going to invite you today to just grab hold to whatever level grabs hold of you. But in this teaching and preaching message, we're going to explore the connection between Psalm 119 Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 8, and the passages that I lifted up in Matthew 13. If you know about Matthew, the 13th chapter, it is known as the chapter of the parable of the sower. A parable is a teaching and preaching experience that the disciples and the people that were living at that day experienced with God. And that teaching of a parable is then in the biblical form to help us understand that sometimes the word is direct, and then other times the Lord thy God will give us a story or an experience or something to compare it to, and then we begin to see where we fit in the parable. We get to look at what does the soil mean? Who is the soil? What is this type of imagery, and what is it telling us? For you see, the Lord thy God is amazing, and we want to make the connection. So, today, as we dig into the Word of God, some of us may decide that it's time to get our soil and our soul on one accord so the Holy Spirit can make a connection with us. Some of us need our soil sampled. And our soul adjusted. So when the Holy Spirit rains down on of us, the connection will be made. So, plain and simple, the word today is soil and spirit. What's the connection? Soil and spirit. What's the connection? Imagine in this hand. I have lots of good seeds. Can you see them? They're almost running out of my hand. I think they're on the ground already. All of these seeds, and they need to be planted somewhere. And all around us is ground. Don't you see this good soil? It's your feet. You walked in on good soil. It's good brown soil right over here. I see a little over here. It's a lot of good soil right here. I got the seeds, and here's the soil. I can have great seeds, and I can say to you, Lisa, I got some really good seeds. Mm -hmm. You want to put them in your pocket and, and take them to the grocery store? And see if you can buy something at the grocery store with these seeds that I have in my hand. Will the exchange and the con- an exchange and the connection be made between these good seeds and some fruit? Can can you trade these seeds and just take them to the grocery store and get some fruit? The connection hasn't been made because the seeds have never touched the soil and the soil has never been enriched by the water and the sunshine and the things that will nurture that soil. It has never grown into fruit. So all I got is good seeds and some good soil. Until they come together, until they experience some connection, I just have two things, good seed and good soil. So what is good soil? I have any gardeners in here? Anybody have a garden? Anybody grow anything? Young man on the front row, he says he grows a few things. Well, we've had some days of rain, and it hasn't rained a whole lot. A young man on the back row, he said he got a, he got a garden. If, if we don't have any rain, and you put all of that seed into the ground, if you don't water it, and the water doesn't come from somewhere, you got some burn up seed on the ground, amen? We, we'll get to that in a minute, because we know that for the sake of our Christian understanding, you can have good seed, good soil, you need good rain, good sunshine, all need to come together with the move of the Spirit before you get some fruit. Long before you ever see a plant on top of the ground, what's down under there? Soil, but some roots, if it's not grounded, it's not into that soil, it hasn't hooked on to something, it's not going to ever sprout. It might get a little bud. It may try to come out the ground, but if it doesn't had a seed meeting the soil and the soil being enriched by the water and the Holy Spirit and the sunshine, it really will have very limited harvests. So for the sake of this sermon, I'm going to encourage you to allow your heart to be the soil for where the love of Christ can just get all into your life. Your heart becomes the soil that God wants to work on. And we're going to explore what it means to nurture some seeds on good soil and allow your heart to be moved by the Holy Spirit. If we were going to plant something in the garden today, young man, if we were going to plant in the garden today, where would we begin? How would we start this journey? What would we do? Would I need to get some tools? Can I work in the garden with my hand? Can I just dig in and got it going on? Or do I need to get some tools? I need a few tools. Some of us gardeners that have fingernails, we have to go get some gloves, amen? Because we want to garden cute. We don't want all the dirt to get all under the fingernails and everything. We just have to garden with a little extra. So we don't just need to get the tools and get the rakes and get everything that we're going to do. But we have to get a little cover. And sometimes that's how we, we, we deal with our heart. We trying to cover it up from Jesus. Jesus trying to garden all in our spirit and nurture us and everything. And we just trying to put a set of gloves over the heart. I, don't, I just need to cover this up. I don't want nothing touching my heart. I don't want God to dig down deep. For God is the garden, and he's trying to reach us. And he said, I don't need all of those extra tools. I just want to grab hold through the spirit. Why is that important? Because many of us treat our lives just like a garden. We don't want it watered. We want to put the seed down one time, and we're expecting miracles to happen just like that. We want to have a little garden, and we said, Well, maybe we want a, l- a few tools to harvest, and maybe we need a little water. But then some of us go out and we create this whole watering system for this little teeny patch of land. <laughs> Got way too much water for the garden that God has told us to plant. And we're just trying to get the water, and what happens to that poor little garden? It gets flooded. The irrigation system just running over top of the poor little garden. We went to Home Depot and we went to Lowe's and we let them sell us the top of the line and we didn't tell them we only had a three by three patch. We was gardening big, we got all the tools, we got the outfit matching with the boots, we got the little thing you you bend down on, we got the little step stool, everything. We got everything. And we don't exactly have the ground that God sent us to, because we're so busy putting the plastic covering over. We got two or three sets of gloves. We got yellow gloves, pink gloves, purple gloves. We just covering the heart. And the Lord is saying, I'm trying to pour into you. I'm trying to bring the light, the lamp of God. I'm trying to bring the sunlight down into the garden. And you got all the rows and the tools, and you just have created, and you done made it all by yourself in that poor little garden even though it had the right tools, all the right situations, it was covered up with a little too much of this and a little too much of that. So the point that I'm calling us to look at is where does the spirit, the water, and the light intersect in your garden to help grow? What is the lamp? If I were to ask out of Psalm 119, what do you think the lamp is? If I were to put it in 21st century language, is it a green light bulb? Is it a healthy lamp? Is it exuding an economic or ecosystem situation? Is it perfect light? Is it burning exactly the way it ought to burn? Is it beaming down right on the spot? The lamp simply is the light of God that is lighting our pathway. You may need a lot of light. You may need a little bit of light. You may need two shades, different kinds of light. But the bottom line is the lamp of God is perfectly designed for the particular pathway in the garden that is in our heart. If God needs to bring a lot of light on your situation, he will make sure the light is bright. If he only needs to make sure you got a reading lamp light worth right now, he'll give you just a little bit. Narrow it. Make it so focused that you can't look anywhere else but where the lamp is pointed. Then I ask the question, is the light bright? I invite you. To close your eyes and let the darkness of your humanness be upon you right now. You can't see out and little or nothing can be seen and penetrate in. If you immediately open your eyes, the light in here is low, but it is still a brightness. Because when you've been in the darkness, a match light will brighten your moment, a little bit of light, a bring the darkness, and cancel it immediately. So sometimes we want to focus more on how big the light is. And I invite you to allow God's light to be whatever it needs to be. Don't worry about how big yours is and how little somebody else's is. Embrace the light that has your name on it, for the light for you is bright, and the light for you is bright. Don't get hung up in the brightness. Just Invite the light to shine in your life. What will make your garden grow? Combination of water, which is the Holy Spirit, and the attention. And that attention, that nurturing, that relationship, that combination is love, grace, and mercy. And it's going to show through if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The book of Romans reminds us and teaches us in that particular passage that if we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if we don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, if there is no relationship, then we're dealing with what is just pure flesh. Well, I want to pitch a tent there because sometimes when the word of God goes forth, we struggle with what this little comparison types of situation really means. I encourage you to focus on what it means to be in the flesh. If I were to ask you, what does it mean to be in the flesh? What comes to your mind? Some of you would immediately say, when you say flesh, pastor, I say human perspective. Because the truth be told, if we roll the bean footage back and go back to when we were not so holy... We understood what the word flesh means. When we were having a discontented moment with people in our school or people on our job, we were quick to say, let me lay my what? Let me lay my religion down because I'm going to get you told for the moment. That's called being in the flesh. That's allowing our minds to run our life instead of allowing the spirit to be in control. For when we are in the flesh, we do like the old comedian used to say, I think the devil done made me do that. We blame it on somebody else or some situation or other things, but the flesh is our personal operation mode. where we haven't gone to God, thought about God, haven't invited God in, and we're really not interested in a godly moment. When the flesh is deep, we are disconnected. Has anybody ever been disconnected from any utility in life. Anybody had their water cut off? Electric cut off? I'm not looking at anybody because we've all had something cut off. And when we are disconnected, we feel like we sure wish we could get reconnected. And when we are disconnected in the human condition, we're operating in pure flesh. Our necks get twisted. Our bodies get a little tooted up. And we operate strictly up here, all in the head. Remember I said the heart is the soil that the Lord is working on. But when we're in total flesh, everything up top is working. But nothing below our eyes are operating. We can't hardly smell, and we're sucking our teeth, and we moving our hands fast, and we're getting flary, and we getting loud. We, that's a sign that we're in the flesh. We all have a moment where we fall in short. I just hope your flesh moment isn't on the freeway. And you run into something, or somebody, or somebody runs into something, and somebody in you, and you haven't talked to Jesus at all, and you just flesh operating. It can be a dangerous place to be, but there's hope because God says, I want to bring you in and bring you back. I want to shine the light on your situation so you won't get stuck out in the garden and not have any water. And then your soil gets dry. And then your soul gets dry. So the connection is all about reliance. On the Holy Spirit. Whichever passage you choose to plant your foot on, whatever situation speaks into your heart. The reality of it is, if we want to grow, we've got to rely on Jesus Christ. We got to rely on him for the light. We got to rely on him for the Holy Spirit. We got to rely on him because of the breath of life and the grace and mercy that he gives us, we can't live without. then the big deal is what is really the soil and how is it impacting our soul? For if our soul is planted on good soil and our seeds that I had in my hand aren't seeds to turn to the grocery store, but they're seeds of faith. And these seeds of faith are planted in our heart and nurtured through our spirit and connected all together. The Holy Spirit is trying to tell us this is where your belief begins. Do you believe that I'm real? Do you believe that I love you? Do you believe I want you to have the best of life? What kind of breakthrough would need to happen in good soil? What would happen if we attempted to plant the same thing over and over from season to season and never let God get into our soil? What if we never went to God and said, God, send me forth the seeds that you want me to plant on this soil, that I can connect with you, that I can be about growing? What if I never went to God and said, show me the light of the the day? Would my spirituality grow or would it die? For these scriptures encourage us to connect our life with the light of God, to embrace the move of the Holy Spirit, and to seek spiritual grounding in good soil if we're going to make the connection with the Holy Spirit, if we're going to be about what God is saying be about, we've got to recognize that there are four challenging situations that all of our spirituality will go through, whether we're a tiny Christian, whether we're old Christian, whether we're reformed Christian, whether we just came back to church Christian, whether we've been out for a while, it doesn't matter. These are the options that are afforded to the seeds. And if those seeds are our faith, let's see what will happen to them. For when the seeds fell on the ground, they didn't connect. They weren't even nurtured. They just fell on the ground. That wasn't soil. They fell on the ground. Every now and then, our seeds of faith just fall on the ground. We hope they'll hit solid soil. We hope that something will happen. But those seeds of faith just fell on the ground though they got a little light they didn't have a whole lot of opportunity to grow because they didn't have no soil and their soil wasn't connected to our soul and that soul wasn't connected to Jesus Christ the connection hadn't been made so we just had those good old seeds and they fell on the ground and then when they fell on the ground and they didn't get hooked up with anything, the birds ate them. You ever have a situation in your life you got these really good seeds and you hope good stuff is gonna happen? Some of them fall on the ground, you lose a few, and doggone, the birds just eat them up. You can't even go back and pick them up because they're gone. When something eats up your seeds, sometimes it just happens, and you can either cry over spilled seeds or you can ask God to increase my faith so I can give me some more seeds. But then those seeds, and you may be through some trials and tribulation, and the birds got your seeds, and you think the birds ate up all your stuff, and they designed to eat up your things, and you take it personal. Let the birds in your life go. If they got your seeds, you fed them. Somebody got a little something from your seeds. Don't worry about what the birds ate. And then you was walking down the street, and you got to a rocky part of your life, and those seeds fell on rocky ground. Didn't have a chance to get rooted. Didn't have a chance to get deep. The rocky ground was just so a few seeds hooked, and a few seeds didn't. And you know, the rocky seasons in our life are the ones where we talk to God all the time. We trying to get in touch. We in trial and tribulation after trial and tribulation after trial and tribulation. So it's a little rocky and we talking to Jesus all the time, but we are not deeply rooted in anything. We are a severe crisis Christian at that moment. I'm always on the rocky road. I'm always on the rocky road. So our seeds don't get in very far. They get a little rooted, but they don't get into the firm foundation. And then finally... The seeds that really will impact our spiritual growth are the seeds that fall on good soil. Those are the seeds that will allow us to focus. Matthew 13. Verses 8 and 23 says, Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. But as for the seeds that fell on the good soil, these are the ones who hear the word and understand it, who bear fruit and yield in many cases again, a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and even thirty. Why is that crucial? Because good soil meeting good seeds With sunshine and light, with spirit of a living God, it's going to produce some goodness and it's going to produce it when the Lord says so. So don't get hung up on the ones that the birds have eaten. Don't get hung up in the ones that didn't get quite rooted. The bottom line is we have to be willing to allow our faith that are the seeds to reach the soil that is our heart, to be nurtured by the spirit and allow the light of God to come forth. For over the past year, I had a chance to check on what my soil check was. I have ch- had a chance to really meditate and talk to the Holy Spirit. For there's a mixture of light that comes from the lamp of God and extra heapings of love and grace coupled with enriched soil that is enriched because there's a lot of Holy Spirit there. That we want to know that God is able... Yeah, girl, we want to know that he's able. For good soil allows our soul to operate in love. For it is nurtured by the love of Christ. You go, girl. I know what you're talking about. And it's guided by the love of Jesus Christ and watered by the Holy Spirit. We will be reminded that the soil will reap a good harvest. And if we want to get where God is calling us to go, we got to say, I I'm look for the good seed. I'm not gonna wait until the perfect one comes along. But if the Lord said those are the seeds to work with, I'm going all the way. Why is that crucial? Because some of us are waiting for perfect land, perfect water, perfect ground. And we forgot that the only way our seeds will be perfected. If we allow them to be in the soil, in our heart, that Jesus Christ gives us. We allow them to be watered and nurtured by the Holy Spirit. And at any point, when it seems like our growth opportunity is upside down, that we will give God all openness to the land that he has given to us. We won't cover it with no tools. We won't try to put the gloves, the gardening gloves over it. We won't be trying to keep our hands on it and handling it all by ourselves because there's time out right now that we don't want to waste no more seeds. But at the end of the day, will you allow your soul and spirit to be impacted by the love of Jesus Christ? The doors of the church are open. If you don't know God as a soul tender, a ground tender, a gardener, and the merciful love of Jesus Christ. If you don't know him as your savior, then it's real hard for your soul to be worked on. But if you want your soul and your soul and your spirit enriched, come on down. The doors of the church are open. That truly was a powerful word of God, and we are excited that you took the time this morning to be with us on KYOK. Yes, thank you for taking time to hear God's word today at KYOK. And you are also invited to experience weekly Bible studies and reflections by visiting us online at www.nufaith.org. The Bible study allows you to call in or log in online so you have an opportunity to be with us studying every Thursday evening live online. Go check it out on the web at www.nufaith.org. Also come and experience worship at New Faith every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at the Houston Ballrooms, which is located at one four eight eight zero. Bamel North Houston Road, Houston, Texas 77014. That's 14880 Bamel North Houston Road, Houston, Texas 77014. Feel free to give us a call at 281 564 9904 for prayer or even if you just have questions. For I truly pray that God's grace. Is working in you, and you are having the opportunity to receive great peace as you walk with His Spirit and His encouragement for your faith to grow every day is showing up in lots of places. I invite you to have a great day in the Lord. Go forth with a new faith and a new life as you serve God this day. For God has given us each great things, a great Spirit and the seeds to grow our faith are in Him. Yep, go forth, have a great day in the Lord, and be blessed.